Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. We're learning Maseches Ksubis, Daf Zion, and as well, Daf Ches Aleph. Sorry about the changes for Shabbos. I'm going to be sleeping in Skokie. Ironically, I have a bris in West Rogers Park. I'm walking <laughs> I'm walking in Shabbos morning and walking right back when I'm done, uh, but not here at Shari Tzedek. So in order to get all the learning in, we'll do a blot and a half tonight, a blot and a half tomorrow night, which brings us through Friday's Daf. And Friday morning, after the early Shacharis, we will uh, learn one blot probably be pretty fast. Most of these plot are very fast. And, um, and then we'll be caught up through Sunday night and then we'll come back together Sunday night. Is that true? Yes. And then Monday night and Tuesday night, I'm out of town. I'll be recording live on Zoom on Monday and Tuesday from Stamford, Connecticut. Uh, I'll let you know if anything changes, but otherwise that, that's the game plan for the next many days. Uh, let's continue. We've been learning the sugya, whether or not it's mutter to be mival betchila b'shabbos, whether or not it's permissible for a woman who's never been intimate before to have tashmish for the first time on Shabbos for a variety of halachic considerations, not the least of which is creating a chabura uh, of causing for bleeding. Bichlal, uh, that's a problem. As these shilohs come up in bris mila. That's why you can't do a bris shalobizmano on Shabbos. It's always pushed off because that's no longer that's no longer the, the appropriate zman of bris mila. You're still you still have a chiyuv. I do circumcisions for adults all the time. It's a mitzvah deraisa, but it, that doesn't mean you can do it on Shabbos. So Mila Shalob is never done on Shabbos because that's a chabura at that point. So same concerns and considerations here. So today we're going to actually get to the conclusion of the sugya, but before we do that, we have some back and forth between the Amorim. Top of Zayin Amud Aleph, second line down. Ravami, Shoran Lemival Betchil. Shabbos, Ravami allowed for this Tash Meshamitah to take place. Amar Le, they said back to him, the Talmudim said, but Rebbe, hold on one second. Amar Le, Rabbanon, Velok Ksubasa. There, in their times, the ksuba was given later. They're, they got married and they did not have the ksuba at that time. And if you don't have some way to guarantee payment for your wife in the event that she needs a divorce, that's unacceptable. And in fact, we have a very strong custom that if one does not know where their ksuba is, they should not be intimate until they find their ksuba or get it rewritten, one of the two. So that's something that people should be pretty stark about. And anyways, in this case, the problem was solved because Amar Lahu, Ravami said back to them, don't worry, and Rashi highlights that there was some um, some property that was set aside as a, as a form of a lien that she could always take in the event that she needed to get. The second Amor allowed the same thing, that they could have Tash Shemitah on Shabbos. And he got married in a way in the legitimate worked out that the first time he and his wife were together was on a Friday night. A little oversharing. I don't know why the Gemara feels the need to do that. I'm just an interesting, uh, I don't understand, but that's what the Gemara says. This reminds me of the Gemara about uh, Rav Kahana and Rav went under the bed and like, it's not the right way to do things. Okay, the Gemara says, Interesting. Rabbi Huda says it's permissible only on Yom Tov, says the Gemara. We should not make the inference that when he said it's mutter on Yom Tov, that really it's Asr on Shabbos, oh, a reasonable deal. Says the Gemara, that's not true because really he would hold that it's mutter even on Shabbos for the first time. He was paskening a Shabbos. That case was a case of a Yom Tov case. So the couple said to him, it's Thursday night, whatever. It's Wednesday night. We got married uh, during the day Wednesday, which was Arab Yantif. Can we have Tash Meshmeda for the first time on Yantif? He paskin, yes. So no do you come about Shabbos. Says the Gemara, Rav Papa, Mishmed de Rav Amar, Miyomto, Shari, Bishabbos Asr. Hitaka does make that inference and he says, yes, it is permissible on Yom Tov. However, it's not permissible on Shabbos. Omar le Rav Papi, the Rav Papa, I don't understand. My daitich, what is your what is your approach here? Now we know that on Yom Tov that there are a category of malacha 
of malachos that are allowed, they're referred to as malachas ochel nefesh. We know that certain things are, are allowed. So says the Gemara, what is your svara? Are you saying that mitoch shehutra chaburah is the reason why you're saying that it's mutter on Yom Tov, because we know that one is allowed to shecht an animal on Shabbos to eat it because shechita is one of the malachas ochel nefesh. You're allowed to do the shechita, no problem at all. And therefore, this chabura also, tashmi shemita, it's a chabura. Therefore, that too is also allowed based on the principle of mitoch. And the Gemara says that can't be because elameyata, mutter lasos mugmar biyom tov. If one wants to light incense on Yom Tov, there do we say, dimitoch shehotra havara letzorach, hotranami shalolatorach? No, we do not. And by the way, a very important parenthetical comment from this line in the Gemara, the post can write, it's usher to smoke on Shabbos, as we'll see in a little bit. And says, oh, Anyantiv, excuse me. It's always usher to smoke on Shabbos. It might always be usher to smoke, period, but it's certainly uh, complex to smoke on Yantiv. So it says the Gemara, where do we get that from? Only that which is Shabbat Lechol Nefesh is allowed. And Rashi here uh, paints a, a better picture for us about what the Gemara means when it says Dover HaShabbat Lechol Nefesh. Take a look at Rashi a little bit more than a third of the way down. Rashi says, Mutter. Anything that's Shabbat Lechol Nefesh is Mutter. Most people, uh, most people are married, therefore via is, is permissible. Aval mugmar, but to light the incense, eno That was only for people who really needed it. There were unique, uh, there were unique caveats, and that really shouldn't be the case. That's when mugmar. Uh, when the incense was was lit. So that's why the post can kind of go to town on this. So there's a double-edged sword with Shabbat Lechol Nefesh. If we say that the only types of malacha that are permissible on Yom Tov are that which is Shabbat Lechol Nefesh, it explains why we can cook, everybody needs food. It explains maybe why we can't smoke uh, because it's not Shabbat Lechol Nefesh, only a percentage of people smoke and it's not a very high percentage of people. But then the big, big shayla that comes up about Shabbat Lechol Nefesh is showering. That's a big shayla. Do we consider it Shabbat Lechol Nefesh? Rav Chaim Kanievsky writes in his book that one of his books that it's Bittal Torah to shower every day. So why do you need to shower every day? Where, where are you going? Why do you need to shower every day? If you're sweaty, I understand. Maybe if you're sitting and learning, why do you have to shower every day for? Because you're a Mufunak, that's Bittal Torah. So, okay. Is it Shabbat Lechol Nefesh? Clap the post game, the Gedolim, like Rav Chaim Kanievsky, Zatzal. Is it considered Shabbat Lechol Nefesh that everybody has to shower every day and therefore it's mutter to shower in Yom or no? So that's a discussion in the post game. Um, the, some of the poskim struggle to be machmer, but they are. I know some poskim here in town are lenient under certain circumstances. One should certainly try not to shower on, uh, on Yom Tov unless they have a pressing need. Either way, uh, the Gemara says, I have a case scenario that's a little complicated. What about uh, the following? Says the Gemara, halfway down on Zion Amidala. The Gemara says, Let's say that a person traps a luxurious animal. He traps a deer. Who can afford uh, the hush of expensive meat of venison? It's very pricey. So let's say chicken is seven bucks a pound. This is 57 bucks a pound. It's a, that's not normal. Is that Shavu Lechol Nefesh? You're going to say that because it's such an uncommon animal, so therefore we're going to say it's not Shavu Lechol Nefesh. That can't be. I'm talking about a category of things that applies to everyone. Food applies to everyone. Whether or not you're shechting bison, chicken, venison, we don't care. It's food. Food can be shechted. Tzvi, tzarech lechol nefeshu. And therefore, even a deer, which is much more expensive by the pound, it's much more of a, of a delicacy. Afal pikein, it's mutter. And the meforshim here, that goes betionim, adds in the next part of the line, which says, la'afuke mugmar de'eno tzarech lechol nefesh. That excludes uh, using incense on Shabbos. That should not be allowed.
So all of this is uh, the first part of today's Gemara, which is a few different shitas about whether or not it's mutter. So we saw only one sheet on today's page that uh, implies that we are not allowed to, that one would not be allowed to have Tashmish for the first time with a woman who's never had Tashmish before um, on Shabbos. But most seem to allow it. A couple more sources, and then we'll get to the conclusion of this Gemara. Amar Rabbi Yaakov Bar-Idi, Hore Rabbi Yochanan B'Tzaydon, the word hora over here is understood by the Rishonim is a very clear psaq. Hora is a very clear psaq. And the Gemara says, how can you use the language of hora here? It's not clear. Uh, why would you use the language of hora here, which seems to be that it is clear? It's clearly not clear. We just learned 40 lines of Gemara that taught us that it's not so simple. So it says the Gemara in, we can use the word hora even in cases when it's not clear. We have a Mishnah that indicates as much. Normally the hey hasha'ela, the hey and the implies a question. Here, this is uh, supplying a proof. The Bezdin of Beis Hillel, they gave a psak that her, referring to Helena Malka, we'll see Rashi in a moment, that her Naziris had to carry on for an additional seven years. What was going on over here? Two thirds of the way down in Rashi, Dibur Hamaskil, Horuha Beis Hillel, says the Gemara, Mishnah There was a story, uh, a Mishnah in Maseches Nazir that speaks about Helena Malka, Shiyatza Benala Milchama. Her son went out to war. The Nidra Shevashanim bin Nazir, the Chutzalaritz. She made a neder of, uh, uh, of Nazirus for seven years, thus the very long hair, because she's not Nazirus, you're not allowed to cut your hair, no wine. And she made the neder in Chutzalaritz. And then the also Laaretz. And then she was in, moved into Eretz Yisrael. Wow. Okay, but we're not getting into this figure right now. But what do we see the language of Hora is that even though really there's a broader conversation about whether or not one's Nadar made outside of Eretz Yisrael would carry over into Eretz Yisrael, here, Beis Hillel was clearly using the language of Hora, Horuha Beis Hillel, Shethein Ezira, Od Macheros. And the Gemara says as well, the Inami, in regards to the Halachos of Trefos, the Gemara says four lines before the wide line, Zayin Amad Aleph, Ki Hadatanya, the Brisa writes that in regards to a Trefa, Chut, if most of the spinal cord is severed in an animal, that's considered a trefa. Even if there's a tiny hole uh, in, the, uh, in the spinal cord, enough. That makes the animal a trefa. What does the Gemara say over there? There's a machlokas between the Tanaim, and it's not clear. We see that Rebbe did use the language of Hora here. So therefore, it's reasonable for us to have used the language of Hora in the beginning of this little sig over here, where, um, where Rebbe Yochanan from Tzidan said that it's Asr Livol B'tchila B'Shavas. On the last of the short lines, the Gemara presents another version of this. Rav Nachman Ra'itzak Masni Hachi, Amar Rabbi Abo, Shal Rabbi Shmal Ben Yaakov Demin Sur Es Rabbi Yochanan B'Tzidan. They present this more as a question and answer. The question was posed from Rabbi Shmuel uh, to Rabbi Yochanan. And the Anashami and Rabbi Abo says, I listened to the dialogue. The question was, Mahu Libo Betchil B'Shabes, Vamrele Asr, Rabbi Yochanan says that it's Asr. Halacha Lamaisa, how do we paskin? Not like this. We paskin the Kula, the Hilchasa, Mutter Libo Betchil B'Shabes. How is it that it's mutter? How we learned that it's a chabura. So we learned yesterday in the name of Rav that even if we say that Rav holds like Rabbi Yehuda, the davar she'en miskavin is aser, even though the intention is not to cause for a chabura. So we had two svaras in Rabbi Yehuda that we saw two days ago in the Gemara on the bottom of uh, yeah the bottom of Daf Ham and Beis where we saw in the Gemara that one just the svaras was it was it really dam mifkad pakid. Or no, it's Makalkil. Whatever the Svar is that we are allowed to be Makal, that is Ladina. This is quoted in Shulchan Archan Evan, Ezra Samach Gimel, Seif Aleph, I believe. I think it's Seif Aleph. And um, well, it actually says it here. I don't have to guess. But the, um, 
Yeah, see Falev. And the halacha is, Lamaisa quoted in Shulchan Aruch that a couple is allowed to have Tash Mishamita for the first time, even on Shabbos. Good, end of sugya. From now until the end of the Gemara that we're going to learn today, it's pretty rapid Gemara. Uh, the Gemara quotes the full text of the Sheva Brachos, which when you're a Magid Shir is very exciting. It's just a lot of uh, <laughs> flowing text that you, you're familiar with it. You don't really have to translate so much. It's Kabbalah. So let's get into some of the sugas about Sheva Brachos. So a halacha from Rab. They all need a bracha. Rashi says this bracha is called Birchas Chasanim, a.k.a. Sheva Brachos. It says the Gemara, Umi Amar Ravuna, Hachidid Ravuna, really say that this is the case. Vamar Ravuna, Almana, Enatuna Bracha, that when it comes to a woman who's a widow, that she does not get Sheva Brachos. Lokasha, Kan be Bachor, Shanas Almana, Kan be Almon, Shanas Almana, depends. When it's a Bachor who married an Almana, then there are Sheva Brachos. When it's an Almon who marries an Almana, so they both were widowed, so then the Gemara says that there is no Bracha. That can't be. The Almon, Shanas Almana, an Almon, a man who is widowed, uh, he he doesn't have Shabbat brachos if he marries an almana. That's not true. Amar Rav Nachman, Amar Lihuna Bar Nason. Tana, we have a Mishnah or a Brisa. Minayin the Birchas Chasan and How do we know that Birchas uh, that Shabbat brachos has to be with ten people? We're we're very makpid on this. That Shabbat brachos have to be with ten people because of this Gemara. Shneimar Vayikach Chasar Nashim Mizik Neir Vayomru Shavu Po Vayeshevu. This pasuk is from Sefer Rus. Uboaz Almon Shenosa Almanhava. So how can you say they, the pasuk says they were looking for ten people, obviously for Shabbat brachos? So how can you say that the Almon who marries an Almana doesn't have Sheva Brachos, it's not true. So the Gemara backtracks, you're right. My Enatuna Bracha Dama Ravuna. When Ravuna says that Enatuna Bracha by an Almon, what was that talking about? Enatuna Bracha Kol Shiva. That means that their Sheva Brachos, they don't get seven, seven Sheva Brachos, they only get a couple. Aval Yom Bracha, they only get one day's worth of Sheva Brachos. So that means that if a Bachar marries an Almana, so someone who had never been married before, or someone who's, who was divorced, but his wife didn't die, and he marries... Uh, an almana, so the halacha is that they get full Sheva brachos. But if it's an almon and an almana, they only get one day of Sheva brachos. Says the Gemara, wait one second, four lines from the bottom. I'll have to tell you, we learned this already. That there needs to be three days that a husband spends with his wife. That was This was why the Gemara pushed that the couple should not have Tashmish until Wednesday night, which is halachic Thursday. And therefore, he would have Thursday, Friday, Shabbos. Oh, no, that was by the Almana, excuse me. That was by the Almana. This is the Almana's by Shaktu, that they should have Tashmish Thursday night and not Wednesday, and not Thursday during the day, so that they have all of uh, Thursday, all of Friday, and all of Shabbos. So that was the Shaktu over here. And Bimai, Ibe Bachar, if you want to say that this aligns with a Bachar, what well, we said, Ha'am Shiva, that if a Bachar marries an Almana, they get seven days. This quotes, this is quoted as three days of Simcha. And Ibe Almon, if we're talking about a case of a widower, so then Ha'am Yomecha, it seems it's only day one. So how do we align our standards of a Bachar gets seven days of Sheva Brachos, and then Almon only gets one, but the Brisa says there's three days of Simcha. So how do we align everything? Says the Gemara, they're, they're totally unrelated. Let's say we're talking about a case of an Almon. The days of Sheva Brachos and the days of Halachic Simcha, where he's supposed to be, be with his wife, Unrelated, unrelated numbers. So three still applies. We buy same bebachor. Last line, shiva lebracha. He gets seven shiva brachos, seven days worth for shlosha lesimcha. Problem solved. Turning to the top of Dav Zayin and Beis Meisvei, Mevarachen lebesula shiva ule almana yomechad. We have a Mishnah, a Brisa that writes that we are Mevarach for a besula seven and for an almana one day. My lava filo filo almana shemnises lebachor. Because this mission over here doesn't distinguish between who the almana married, it implies that maybe it should even be the case that there's one day, even if she's married to a bachar, 
And that would conflict what we learned on the bottom of the previous page, which implied that it would even, that would only be true for, that a Bachar should get seven. And here the Bachar seems to get one. Says the Gemara, La Almon, that case was talking about an Almon, about the Bachar, my Sheva. We would say that the Bachar still gets seven. Says the Gemara, Ihachi, if that's true, listening, we should have taught this distinction that Mavarch and the Basula Shiva, Ula Almana Shani says the Bachar Shiva, Almana Yomechad, that we should have had more of a distinction. Why don't we have more of a distinction? Just teach all the cases, says the Gemara, five, six lines down, Zainam at base, Milsa Psikta Tani. We were teaching just the bookend. To Lake Absula de Batsar Meshiva, there is no Basula who gets less than seven days. And everybody and every Almana always gets at least one day. Now we're going to analyze this still more. Hufa, Amar of Nachman, Amar Rav Nachman, Amar Lihuna Barnasan, Tana Minayan, Libirchas Hasan Basar. We had seen on the previous page, where did we learn that we need 10 people for Sheva Brachos? From the story, of, of Rus and Boaz, because the Pasuk there says 10 people. Rabbi Abba, Amar Mehach, Rabbi Abba says, I have a different Marimakim to indicate that there should be 10. What's his Pasuk? Be'makelos baruchu elokim, Hashem imakoresha be'makelos is a kahal. We know kahal is 10, and therefore we learn it from there, that they're baruchu, that they're, uh, baruchu elokim. Says the Gemara, why doesn't each person hold like their counterpart? Third of the way down, Zayinam at Beis, Rav Nachman, Bahai Krad Rabbi Abba, my Darish what does he do with the Pasuk of be'makelos baruchu elokim? Says the Gemara, mi'vaylei lichadetanya. How do we know that even the fetuses, fetuses, fetai, fetuses, dead, fetuses or fetai? Okay, that's good. When I was in YU, one of the rabbis spoke and he said, instead of saying there are two focuses, he said, he said there was two foci, which is actually the correct word. It is. Just not something you say out loud, but it is the correct word. I'm not sure you you can say, you know what a fetus is? Well, now there are two of them. (laughs) (laughs) That's a nice trick. Anyways, the fetus is in this case, but may Iman, how do we know that they said Shira? So he says the Pasik that Rabbi Abo wanted to use for uh, to bring a ride that there's 10 for Sheva Brachos. That's how I know that they sang Shira because the Pasik says, What does Rabbi Nachman say back to that? He says back to that almost halfway down in King Beten. Should have said me Beten. Beten, that's where the baby is in, is in utero. My Mimakor, Makor is a reference to the uterus, but not that there's a baby inside. Aliske Makor, that's why he says that it's dealing with Sheva Brachos, pregnancy, babies, a couple. Very good. What about the other way around? Rabbi Abo, Baha'i Krod, Rabbi Nachman, my Darish Bey. What do we learn from the Pasuk from Rus? How does Rabbi, Rabbi Abo learn that Pasuk? We learn from there that Rus was allowed to marry into Klal Yisrael. An Ammoni cannot, but an Ammonis can. Very good. If you would have thought that that Pasuk was talking about Sheva Brachos, then below Saga, the Lav Zakanim. Why does the Pasuk only talk about Zakanim? We don't need to be Zakanim. We just need to be Bar Mitzvah aged men. It's not complicated. Why is Zakanim? Says Gemara, I understand your point, but if you wanted to learn from this Pasuk about Ammoni, below Ammonis, why does the Pasuk have to say 10? So to that, the Gemara says, that's not true. We have 10 many times. In Lifir Sume Milsa. The reason why we have 10 is to, is to teach something important. This is, in fact, Baghdad. Uh, and call it uh, Baghdad, and I think Rashi does. <coughs> this is probably the same exact city of old, two-thirds of the way down. What did we have in that case of Shmuel over there? There's machlokas and shas. Do we say that an ubar can make a kenyan? Let's say a person says, everything that I own to the ubar who's uh, the ubar of person X. Does that work? So he did that in front of 10 people. So we see that there is precedent for bringing 10 people together, even though it wasn't meant to be in a halachic scenario like Sheva Brachos. So the number 10 was Labdafka. But anyways, the Gemara spins back on this and says, by the way, I know it's a great story to highlight 
lied to you about how to use 10, but we don't pasuk in that way. So if you're ever in a court of law and you're trying to be a jerk to somebody like, I'm a zake, all of my inheritance to, to the fetus. It doesn't work. It doesn't, uh, doesn't work. Not a good argument. Let's get into some of the more of the halachos of uh, the two dots. We should do the birchas chasanim in the base chasanim at the wedding hall. We even make these brachos even only by erisin. Says the Gemara, when was that? They actually did more of a full marriage at the earlier phase because they, they actually believed in doing yichud at that point because they wanted the couple to be more comfortable so that in 12 months, when they actually finished their marriage, they would be able to have Tashmashimita more benachas. They were less uncomfortable around one another. So, um, so they did. They, uh, they had Yichud at that point. And because they had Yichud at that point, they made the Sheva Brachos at that point, even by Erisin. Tanya, the Brisa writes, Idach. Tanya, Idach, excuse me, the Brisa writes, Mevorachin birchas chasan bebeis chasanim, ubirchas Erisin bebeis Erisin. Well, no, no. And this is how we paskin. We have different brachos at the erisin than we do at birchas sheva brachos. Birchas erisin ma'im avarach. What's the bar, the, the bracha that we make for birchas erisin? And of course, you'll be familiar. This is the bracha that the Masada Kedushin will make under the chuppah. Ravin bar rav ada v'rabba bar rav ada tarvayhu mishmei de rav yehuda amre. You gave us a commandment about not marrying Arayos, and you forbade upon us those whom are not who are we're engaged to. And we can only be intimate with those who are actually fully married to. You need you need all of that. And then uh, the Gemara says, So that's how we paskin that we have it's a, a bracha with a chasima at the end as well. But that's actually a machlokas because one of these Amorim did not have the Baruch HaTashem at the close, only at the open. So that's a that's a, a, a machlokas. What is this machlokas about? Man According to the one who doesn't conclude the bracha with baruch Hashem, needed to have a birchas peres or birchas mitzvah. So he compares the bracha birchas erisin to eating a piece of fruit. It's end of the conversation. We don't add anything else. It's not a bracha that's any longer. And the one who does make a bracha at the end makes a, a comparison similar to that of making Kiddush on Shabbos, where we have a Bore Priya Gafen, we open a Sher Kiddush on Mitzvah, whatever the bracha is, and then we say at the end, Mekadesh HaShabbos. So that's more the model. And that's why there's a Machlokas, there we paskin, uh, that we do, of course, say the bracha. When it comes to a quote-unquote regular couple, we are when it comes to the, the conclusion of the chuppah, we say Sheva Brachos all seven days, and we say them, uh, with 10 people. However, it's only true if there are panim chadashos. If there's a new face, a face that wasn't at the wedding, um, then you can still say the brachos. Lechora, implied from the Gemara, is that if you don't have any panim chadashos, you cannot make the Shava brachos. Okay? Says the Gemara, Maimavarech, what are the brachos? So let's count. Number two is Baruch Hashem with Yotzer Ha'adam. And then, And then the next one is And then number five is Number six is not to be confused with bracha arichta, which is a long bracha. It's bracha acharisa, the last bracha. The reason why we shouldn't confuse those two terms is because over here, somebody made a mistake and added words into the bracha. Our text is correct, but we'll see soon that somebody else did not follow all the rules. Eight, nine lines down, ches aleph. What is the bracha for the bracha acharisa, the final of the shava brachos? Bracha tashem lekinam al-chamesha, barasasam simcha, chasam akala, gila rina ditzvachedva. 
It actually doesn't say vechedva. Gila rina ditsa chedva ahava veachba achva veshan vareus. Meir Hashem alkeni shamay bevarihud bechutzet shreim kol sasim akosimcha vekol chasim akol kala. Kol mitzalz chasar nechupas mirai mishteni gilsim brachat Hashem esmechas mekal imakala. That's our text of the Shabbat brachos. Kimat almost every letter. I think there's one letter missing above. Gila rina ditsa vechedva. It's pretty much the only thing missing. The Gemara now tells a few stories. So we'll go all the way down to the bottom of the page, four lines from the bottom, and then we'll stop. Levi ikva lebei rabbi Levi. Levi was a Talmud of Rebbe, and Levi also was one of the uh, was one of the editors and collectors of all of the Tosefta, as we have them in the backs of our Gemara. So Levi Ikla Lebei Rebbe Behilule de Reb Shimon Bray. Reb Shimon, the son of Rebbe, was getting married. Levi and Reb Shimon were probably about the same age, probably good friends. They both were in share with the Rebbe, so they went to the wedding together. So Levi was there. Brich Chamesh, but only five of the brachos were made. Two of the brachos, bracha number three, Biyotzer Ha'adam. And the last bracha speaks about Yitzira, the, sorry, and Samech Tesamach speaks about Yitzira as well. He only said five. He skipped one of those two brachos. He was medalig, the bracha of Yotzer HaAdam. Ravasi ikla lebe Ravashi be uh, yeah, and Brichshis. He said all six brachos. So why is it that one of these Amorayim skipped one of the brachos of Yotzer HaAdam and the other one said both? Says the Gemara, that really there was a creation of man and then separately there was a creation of woman. And uh, according to one of them, before she was only one Yitzira, but she was uh, she emanated from him. So therefore that was only one Yitzira. According to the other Mephorshim, no, it's two Yitziras and that's why uh, that's why we should t- say two brachos of the Yitzirs, and therefore each respectively have their own sheet. That says the Gemara, that's not correct. Lo, the Kuli al-Machad, the everybody agrees that it was really one Yitzira, and that the woman who was created uh, from the Tzela of the man, it's uh, it's really all one Yitzira. So what then is the Machlokas? Mar Sabar Basar Machshava Azlinan, Umar Sabar Basar Maisa Azlinan. One says that the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu thought about creating them was one way, and the way he created them was actually different. In fact, the Gemara details exactly what this is. Halfway down, don't agree with one another. First, he created man in his image. And those are two different things. One is that he created man in his image, and the other is that he created male and female. Okay, so how do we figure out, how do we make these two psukim work? So it says the Gemara, initially had thought to create two, two different bodies. And in the end, he ended up only creating one. So the Mephorshim go to town on this to make sure that we don't think that God makes errors. That's not the case here. There's a lot more going on beneath the surface here. And it is not to assume, chas v'shalom, God forbid, that a Baruch Hu was confused or anything of the sort. All of this is deeper Torah, ayin sham. Ravashi ikla lebei rav kahana, yomakama brichkulu. On the first day after a wedding, they said all the Shabbat brachos, mikan ve'elach, from then and on, i'ikapanim chadashos brichkulu. If there was an extra face, there a new person, then they, they would say all Shabbat brachos. Ve'ilo, and if not, afushe simcha be'almahu, they would just make some small changes in the in the script of the benching, like we would, like we say, mm-hmm. they would just say a couple of things, but they wouldn't say all the Shabbat brachos. Mishiva ve'ad shloshim. This is fascinating. What about after the conclusion of the Shabbat brachos? From day day seven, really day eight until day thirty, the halacha is as follows. Whether or not the people eating at his table knew that they were there to celebrate his wedding doesn't matter. He would still say the special introductory, uh, prefatory lines of the benching that we would say for Shabbat brachos. He would still say them. 
but after day 30, then if after day 30 he said, Let's uh, let's continue to celebrate my wedding, then yes, they would say but if he didn't say anything, then he would not then bench with that special way. What is this forever? 20, 30, 40 years married. Uh, let's have one in honor of our wedding. And then, then you get to bench on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, Wow, up to 12 months. This might be one of the first sources for Shana Rishona. The halachic limits of Simcha end at one year. Up until that time. What? They don't go to war for the real deal. That's the real deal. <laughs> but maybe this is an application of that. Why? Maybe where it's where they got it from. I didn't even look in Rashi. The Torah specifically says Right. Also the same din by um, it's also the, the Sukkim and Shoftim by uh, someone going to war. Uh, that was only engagement, actually. That doesn't speak about a year. So anyways, the Gemara says that uh, it's 12 months. Says the Gemara, what would be the level of Simcha on the earlier end? Is it only after you're married? Papa, Once you start putting the barley into the liquid in order to make it ferment to make some beer. Okay, that's pretty early on. Any is that really true? Wow, that can't be. He was even saying the simcha brachos even by the erusin. There were others who were doing the work for him, but it was being done already. It just was happening in parallel paths. Second of the wide lines, Ravina Iyasek Shidach was made between Ravina, Ravina's son, and Rav Chaviva's daughter. Ubrich Mishas Erisin. He made a bracha. Ravina made a bracha very early on, right after they got engaged, Mazel Tov, and he started making some brachos. Says the Gemara, Omar, Ravina was of the opinion that Kim he knew on his insides, the low hadri, that they were not going to back out of this marriage. Rav Chaviva's daughter would not back out of the marriage. Turned out he was wrong. Lo Isai Milsa, it didn't actually work out the way. Vahadri Buhu, so not a good ending of the story. Rav Tachlifa Barma Rava Ikla Labavel. Rav Tachlifa lived in Eretz Yisrael, which is, of course, Arava, and he went over to Babel. Brich shis arichta. And he said the sixth bracha with extra accolades. We, we say, we say, all of these different terminologies. He made it even, even longer. Just says the Gemara, we don't pass him like him. Rav Chaviva ikla moala. He went to a bris. And then at the bris, they said, instead of, you know, which is what we typically say, he said, he said the bracha that they said by a wedding. And then says the Gemara, Allah is not like him. Because there's something else going on in the bris. It's not pure simcha at a bris because there's what's referred to as tzara dienuka. Tzara dienuka comes up in some of the postgame. There's a particular shield that was made in the 50s and 60s. It's called the Bronstein clamp. It was made by a guy named Rabbi Bronstein. He was seeing the babies were bleeding more than necessary. So he created this hinged device that opens a little bit. It doesn't open a dangerous amount, just enough to accept the foreskin into it. And then it clamps. It does a great job of stopping bleeding. So the Rabbanud and Eretz Yisrael wrote a scathing letter about it. It's completely usher and Chadash Asr Torah and Sarah Yanuka. They quoted this, it's Sarah Yanuka. 
I trained on that shield, on this shield that crimps on the skin. Babies cried the same exact amount. I don't know. I don't know how they're measuring. How do you measure pain when you're cutting skin without anesthetics? How do you measure? So I asked Rav Gedalia Schwartz, that's all about this uh, clamp. I said, I know the Rabbanu does a scathing letter about it. I know Rav Shlomo Zalman is not opposed to using the clamp. And what is with this Tzara Dinuka? What is going on with her? So Rav Gedalia Schwartz said this to me. He said, I can't tell you that it's usher to use that. It's probably mutter. But I will tell you that if you use it, people will talk about you. The Kachava, a few times I used it and somebody called Rabbi first and told on me, somebody called Rabbi, Robin and told, Rabbi Robinson and told on me. Each time I had a heter to use them, whatever the circumstances were, but it's taka true. Tzara Dinuka is applied in the post under certain circumstances. That's why we cannot use that introductory benching of Shas Simcha Bimono. We'll stop right here tomorrow night, another blot and a half. Tomorrow night is going to be Chesim and Bezin Tess, and then we are off for Shabbos. Wishing you all a beautiful night.